college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. The NFL playoffs are heating up, and MyBookie is the place you want to get your bet in on all the action. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets. Promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code SGP for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500 on your next deposit. Remember, that's code SGP and you get a deposit bonus up to $500 only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com to find better odds in your local book. Plus, when you use the promo code SGP, you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. To the college experience. My name is Colby. Swinging, dance to base, dance. <laughs> and in studio, the legendary Burrito Wheaton, sideline kiss stealing, a wheeling and dealing. Farmer, farmer James Madison, defensive back, current douchebag. Give it up for Patty C in the place to be. Hi, That's yeah. an intro. Yeah, buddy. Bringing the heat and mud joined us once again. I like it when he joins. That means we've got the right energy. That's right. When he starts howling oh, yeah. to your hacksaw, Jim Duggan. Oh yeah. He's feeling it. How are you, buddy? I'm great. I am great. I'm drinking this fucking amazing, which we should just get into Jeez. this right now. Yeah. We had a fucking heater going mm-hmm. the other night. Mm-hmm. Two hours. Of just gold. We probably actually spared our fans the agony of a three hour podcast, which is what it may have turned into. We were, but we gonna, were heating. Yeah. We were going to do the dances with wolves of podcasts. Seven hours uh-huh. <laughs> of just magical, just storytelling. Gold, gold, gold. gold. Yes. Uh, no, I'm great, bud. I'm drinking this. Uh, what is this? This is a special, uh, essentially Woodford Reserve yeah. and uh, high quality uh, and uh, H two O. Yeah, here. yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, am I am I still smarting from the national, the FCS national championship? Absolutely. I, it's one of my first things I wanted to ask you about. But obviously, there's a lot more to talk about when it comes to the big boy competition. But you want to start right there with uh, James Madison versus North Dakota State? We can go there. All right. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Uh, first off, awesome. Better once again outshine the national championship. Yes, the FBS. I thought the FCS was better. It was a better game. It was outdoors. It was in snow. Had a little drama. A little more drama. Yeah, 
and uh, love to see. Well, actually, I mean, as a guy, I, I was caught. If JMU won, I'm like, great. Maybe they'll go, go, go up a division. But if North Dakota State wins, they they really should go up a, a, a division. Yeah. Um, a level. So, but that was the worst. Your boy Kirk Signetti. Who? I have not. I don't know that I've seen a game in a while with with worse clock management. Yeah. yeah. And for you to do that in the biggest, the game. biggest game of the season, and and by the way, the highest rated FCS national championship of all time. Is that right? Yes. Boom. I think people so, are starting to recognize that this is a, a game between two pretty decent teams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't watch this game, it was like a, uh, there was about eight minutes left. JMU's down, I think by like six, seven, we seven, went down 15, 15. Yeah. And they're acting like it's the most normal thing in the world. Just running off plays, running, <laughs> taking the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get down to like the three yard line. They're down eight. They have two timeouts. And there's eight seconds left. For some reason, they haven't called any of these timeouts on this drive. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we sat there uh, in the shotgun and let from, I want to say like 37 down to like 23 seconds, run, 14 seconds, just run off the clock. We have timeouts. We're at like the 20 yard line at this point. I'm like, dude, yeah. these are critical seconds in this situation. Well, you guys are fucking getting a call from the sideline, like audibling. When, when your quarterback, former Pittsburgh Panther, uh, Ben DiNucci, Runs on fourth down at five, an absolutely awesome quarterback run. Runs over the linebacker to get there, right? Excellent. Play. Gets the first down. I, yeah. I can I can play for that guy. I'll I'll play for that guy. Yeah, yeah. That's how a quarterback's supposed to be, Patty C. That's right. That's right. Um, like they used to be. Yes, you know? exactly. The days of your the days of Johnny Unitas when Joe you know, Theismann. That's right. What what happened with Unitas? The guy slapped him in the face because he only had like the yeah. little one bar face mask. Yeah, Joe Theismann said he'd return a punt. Yeah, exactly. That's a G. Well, Johnny Unitas's rip uh, lip gets ripped wide open, and he doesn't want to leave the game. So the offensive lineman just starts packing mud into his uh, into his fucking wound. <laughs> when we were men. That's right. Um. So uh, after he rushed, so fourth down and five at like the eighteen, he rushes for a first down. They don't call a timeout. They sit there and let forty five seconds come off the clock. Yeah. I mean, just terrible. This and- was the whole drive too. And then even worse is that your quarterback has just taken somewhat of a, a, a big time shot. Like he ran over someone. So I would think you'd want to run it more there, especially since you have timeouts, yeah. but well, they get the, the situation they put themselves in, which, which in and of itself was terrible clock management. I was God awful clock management. They still managed on the strength of a pass interference call, which was questionable. That was a bad pass interference call, dude. But also, you know, good play calling to keep the ball moving. Oh, yeah. They got down to the eight yard line with uh or the two yard line rather with eight seconds left and the clock stopped. And they have two timeouts. And it's like all you need is one. All you're gonna get the opportunity probably to run is one. No, um, I think you're gonna get two plays. You might get two seconds. plays. I mean three plays oh, to yeah, use both timeouts. Yeah. Um so all you need is one timeout, but you're on the two yard line Try and run the ball in, you know. Yeah, and uh, then if you get stopped, you call timeout, and then you can run or pass, and yeah. you're probably a yard closer. You know? And and they ran the play, and and, and Ben Denucci threw the ball late. I actually think, even though I disagree with the play call, mm-hmm. it was there. Yeah, I had like two seconds earlier. Yeah, he just choked. Two seconds earlier, that's a touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, safety came over top, picked it off. Yeah, almost took it to the house. So, with all that said, I addressed this on the last pod that I had to do solo after ours went out out into the universe. Um, North Dakota State, it's time to step up. Yeah, 
Uh, just go independent if you have to. Right. I mean, there's so, the, the, if, if you follow us on Twitter, you probably saw me in a two day long con- shit talking conversation with these North Dakota state fans. But basically look, I get where they are. You know, they, their, their budget is athletic budget. It's about 26 million, you know, and you're, you know how you get more money. Yeah. Playing bigger games. Yeah. you go to a uh, higher division right. where the TV contracts are much more lucrative. Right. Where a team like uh, Michigan will pay you a million dollars to yes. come to the stadium and play. Yes. All right. Or more pretty simple stuff here. Yeah. Pretty simple stuff here. Um, okay. Let's move on to the invitational championship. Clemson LSU. Uh, I was wrong. I took Clemson plus six points. You were wrong as well. Yeah. Um, came out sharp. I thought when it was 17, seven, I'm like yeah. looking great. I'm like, man, it's 20 uh, yeah. with the six points. I'm 23 to seven. Yeah. I'm not seeing how this is going to go wrong. Yeah. And I still say that I, look, LSU is going to win the game regardless. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and gas these people. Yeah. 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 LSU but, is the best team. Yes. And by a considerable margin margin. Yes. Um, but I do think that pass interference was so bad on that touchdown for Clemson. Yeah. Toward the end. Yeah. That was really, that it really took bad. all chances away from Clemson to win this game. Yeah. Look, Clemson, Clemson got a taste of their own medicine um, based on them getting all the uh, beneficial calls against Ohio oh, state The targeting call was so bad in this game. The linebacker getting ejected. I forget his name. Yeah. Two wrongs. Don't make it right yeah. though. Screwing two teams over, you know, yeah. They got to fix that. You, I mean, this guy's played his whole life to get to the national championship. He's like the middle linebacker, the yeah. centerpiece of their fucking defense. Yeah. And he is actually making a, an important it's play. Such a bad call. It's yeah. such a fucking bad call, dude. It's, yeah. it's disgusting. They need like, immediately to put in like a level one or a level two targeting. If you're going to keep that rule where there's no, like you can't put the crown of your helmet anywhere on the other person's uniform. But here's the problem with that is that when you're running full speed and you're diving at someone, the first, the frontmost part of your body is always going to be the crown of your helmet. So if that person moves out of like your shoulder pad path line and like your helmet becomes like in the way of any well, part of their me, body, then me, your helmet's going to hit first. Yeah. It's a fucking natural, uh, like unavoidable part of the fucking game. It happens all the time. I, I mean, I I'm of the opinion and I know I'm a fucking wild card. Everyone says, oh, I, I'm some, get rid of targeting because like you put this rule in there. Like to me, look, I want, I get it. If it's malicious intent, yeah, then I'm all about it. They had this rule for the, all of time. It was called spearing. Yes. Yeah. And it worked fine. When you maliciously speared someone, yes. then you would get ejected from yes. the game, you know, and there'd be a I can remember year. dirty waters. Yeah. I feel like it happened to a few times. Yeah. It yeah. worked fine. You know, they just over fucking do it. NFL covering their own yeah, ass. Yeah. And then it trickles down to college. And now it's like, and, but now it's just ridiculous. Man. Now you like have that, people that kids got to come out of the game in the biggest game. Yeah. It's fucking retarded. And, and then later. All right. All right. Here's the other thing. The inconsistency. Okay. I know the game was over by the time this happened though. Just before a couple plays before Trevor Lawrence fumbles on uh, Clemson's last, basically useless drive. Yeah. He gets fucking clocked with the crown of his helmet uh, with crown of the defender's helmet in his chin and has almost knocked the fuck out. Uh, no, no stop replay, you know, to, to even yeah. review it. It's like, Hey, everyone in the whole fucking world just saw this guy take the crown of his helmet and drill it into the side of Trevor Lawrence's helmet. Uh, obviously yeah, there's no real impact on the game. You don't want to fucking ruin this guy's celebration. He's on the verge of winning the national championship. So I get that, but 
there's still a small chance that Clemson can win the game. So just like fucking call it consistently. Well, that, that's, well, that's the, well it's like the pass interference thing to me, like the, and yeah, especially like the NFL or, or catch, whatever. Like the more you go deeper into the rule, the worse it gets. That's why to me, get rid of the rule. Yeah. And just yeah. identify when there's true malicious intent and yes. the, the possibility that you could hurt someone based Make on your action. And college football can repl- re- replay any play. So just buzz down when you think it's malicious intent. Yeah. Review the fucking play. And if you see it to be malicious intent, you yeah. co- fucking call it. Yeah. Yeah. And then at that point you decide whether it's level one or level two, yeah. and maybe level two is, con- uh, or maybe dude, I saw it a lot this year. I can remember like the Duke Pitt game, the, the cornerback for Pitt got ejected and that was so unjust. I remember watching that game being like this and I don't even have, I didn't even have a dog in the race. I, don't, I mean, even yesterday I didn't really care. Yeah. If anything, I was kind of, I mean, like I took for, for podcast sake, I took Clemson in the six points. But I'm saying, like, I wanted Coach O to win the national championship. Sure. Yeah, I, w- I was kind of okay with either team winning. Yeah, me too. A little bit of win-win there. So, so I, I just, just like, man. Same I've seen thing with that Ohio State game. I, I'm watching that. I'm I'm rooting for Clemson. Yeah. Right. I was too. Yeah. But when that guy got ejected for that hit, I said, "Come on, man! Like, yeah. it's bullshit. It yeah. fucks Ohio State. It's unfair." And like, you know. I don't think there was true malicious intent. I mean, there's malicious intent to the extent that like you're trying to drill someone and it's a football game, but it's not malicious intent where you see his chin like exposed and you're trying to split his head in half. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's filthy. The man. game of football is inherently physical. Okay. Allow that to be the case. You're wearing fucking padding. Yeah. Like, and you know what you're getting into when you sign up. I just don't understand yeah, why How we can have these cockney rules? Yeah, why why you why you're beating around the bush like yeah. acting like this isn't a violent game? You yeah, know? we're not playing basketball here. You we're not. This isn't soccer. Hey, right? When we when we watch UFC, what do we do? Yeah, you encourage someone to punch someone's face so yeah. hard that you know everyone's cheering after what's his name, Alistair Overeem, gets his fucking lip punched off his face. And no one's got a, a yeah. problem. We're such a double standard as yeah. a fucking society. Fucking morons. Um, and these pussy announcers, these fucking oh, pussy the, announcers, the worst. even the people on Twitter too. Hey, I'm gonna tell uh, any any pussy announcer out there listening <laughs> to this. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. In the face. Um. T- tell them. Tell them that. Uh, they wh- need to hear it. They need. They the well, public and, and like the people on Twitter, man. That, that Oklahoma hit. They were like, he should be suspended for the year next year. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Or how about that uh, blindside block that the Clemson guy uh, got in the uh, first quarter, which, you know, oh, that was horrible. Was, that was horrible. He was dude. in front of the uh, defender. The, the defender the even saw him. Yeah. So it defeats the, the blindside. Yeah. It's like if he, it's Just caught because he wasn't side looking block. at, at yeah. him at that very moment. <laughs> He he actively turned his head away. Oh my god! <laughs> but but LSU would have get won the game regardless. Yeah, so. LSU is a better team. It's just it's t- it's it's sad to watch the game when you've seen the game yeah. played in a in a way that makes more sense. And L- love to see Coach O get, a, get get a ring and tell the whole world fuck you. I posted on our Instagram at at uh, Sports Gambling Podcast. Check it out. Uh, uh, ESPN a clip from uh, ESPN College Football Live back in a few years ago for the worst hires. Yeah. It's funny because uh Feinbaum showing his true Fe- genius. Feinbaum said coach O was by far the worst hire of the college football season <laughs> of the off season. And uh, Booger McFarland jumps in and <laughs> says Matt rule yeah. just got like a $70 million payday from the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. So SEC network really, uh, this is, this is what, what it's coming to looking good over there. Just go out there, search for real, real, real content. Like the college experience. 
There it is on the sports gambling podcast Tell it like network. it is. And by the way, we won't be on the sports gambling podcast network much longer because we're going to be going solo. Boom. Solo our own shit out there. We're going to have a few surprises in the next coming weeks. I think. Oh we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll let that, we'll let that work itself out later. No, don't, don't, don't get us wrong. We still uh, got a lot of love and affiliation with the sports gambling podcast. Oh, yeah. We're still going to be, we're still going to be with them. Essentially. It's just, look, my problem is I've been fighting for this for a while is uh, when you type in a college football podcast or college basketball podcast, we don't come up. Right. So I have been voicing saying, guys, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. I am, you know, we, we should let this thing go solo. Yeah. I know. I love the network, love being here, but let's get this thing solo. So when someone types in college football podcast, college basketball podcast, they get our, our Colby's stupid, stupid face <laughs> right? on the screen. But um, yes. Um, okay. Now, now there is some reports, Patty C. Yeah. That Justin Fuente Woo-hoo. is interviewing with Baylor. Yes. I am uh, reading the Twitter feed. Some of the comments are saying, I think tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Within the next 24 hours, they said yeah. this, this news broke about three, four hours ago. Um, they're saying some of the, uh, you know, it's, it could be complete hearsay, bullshit, whatever. Uh, but the boosters at UVA or not, or at Virginia tech rather have been contacted about raising money to do a coaching search. So uh, it it appears that maybe he's already out the door, especially him just taking the interview is does a bud Foster come walking through that door. He certainly should. Does the Hokies reach out to a Oklahoma assistant named Shane Beamer. They, that certainly probably will be uh, on the short list of names. And may I suggest them take a serious look at Dave Clawson. Hey, Dave Clawson deserves his shot to move up. He has certainly proven it. Uh, and he obviously has gotten a full view of what coaching at Wake Forest consists of, which is to groom your quarterbacks for years on end only to have them perhaps Luke fickle to leave at the first opportunity for a better chance. That's true. Um, Luke fickle. Um, Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to no, step no, 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 no. Yeah. Luke fickle is, 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 is a, is a great choice. Great choice. I think he's a better choice for another position that might come open, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Now, anyone who's listened to this podcast for any length of time knows what my uh, idea for the Hokies has is and has been for a long time. And, this has been on the radar since the time they hired uh, uh, Justin Fuente four years ago, I believe. Rich Rodriguez, uh, a great fit in Blacksburg. Um, Apparently owns a house in Blacksburg. That's right. Um, he and Foster would work together. Uh, like what's a house in Blacksburg go for? Fifty grand? Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a true shithole down there, Rich. Uh, so you should fit right in. Um, <laughs> look, that's a match made in heaven. And you know, it would drive fucking Mountaineers fans insane. I almost had whiskey come out my nose right there. <laughs> um, I'm ex- I'm excited or I don't know. I like Fuente, but at the same time, I, is Baylor really making a better, like, I think they could do better though. They probably could do better. Look, here's the thing about Fuente. I think Fuente should stay. Virginia tech is a better job than Baylor right now. Right? Well, I'll say this. Baylor has won 11 games under the last two coaches more recently than Virginia tech's but last. Those two coaches were better than Fuente. That's true. He needs but to start thinking about his. It, it's tough to say that because look, I, I, I almost, if, if Fuente stays at tech, I'm interested to see what happens because I think 
there may there is ru- uh, rumors of obviously locker room division. You know, a lot of players were in the I transfer think, portal. I think, I think the the tide turned in the middle of the season. Yeah, he fi- he figured it out, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think part of that is because the fan base had never gotten over Beamer and really always kind of th- thought tough, it was tough to follow a legend, right? And they think it's Foster's team, and and so I think that uh, Fuente, to his credit, took over a situation and tried to like you know smooth it over. But I think moving forward, maybe he just wants to say fuck it. I I've earned the right to have my team be my team. And uh, and see where it goes from there. And he did a great job at Memphis, turning that program from a complete shithole to now one of the most competitive yeah. uh, p- non-power fives in the country. And then also, uh, you know, he's he's had some good years at Virginia Tech. It's not like he's been terrible. They've yeah. been like eight win, nine win teams. Yeah. So uh, you know, you give him the chance to fucking run his own show. I think uh, he gets a good quarterback. That's another thing. His quarterbacks have been leaving. It's been a tough stretch for him. So I think he could be a good coach, you know. I do too. I still do. I don't. I just don't know how good. Well, I just I, if I were him, I'd stay at Tech. Better recruiting. I feel like. Here's the thing. He yeah. is the rumor around him was always he's a big Big Twelve country kind of guy. Went to Oklahoma, was an offensive coordinator at TCU. Obviously succeeded at Memphis, which is should be in the Big Twelve. Well, and actually he was the first coach to succeed at Memphis. They were a, a, a kind of a lousy program. A prior. more abound program, yes, if yes. you will. Um, LSU lost offensive coordinator or passing coordinator, whatever they want to say, Joe Brady. He uh, left for the Carolina Panthers. So does LSU turn back into the shit storm of passing that was there prior? Um, you have to figure, I mean, with Joe Brady gone, maybe they picked up some of what he's doing. That's you, what I'm thinking too. You know, uh, who's the offensive coordinator? Cause Joe Brady was just the, the passing, passing coordinator. coordinator. Uh, pull that up real quick. Let's see. I should fucking know that by now. Offensive coordinator. Uh, not Brady. It is. Cause they say oh, Steve Ensminger. And then he left. Okay. Yeah. Ensminger must have. Oh, pulled. cause he just lost his da- daughter. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Rest in peace. That was a horrible story. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? So what I mean, uh, that uh, you got to think that's going to hurt LSU some though. Yeah. Although lose Burrow. Yeah. Uh, is Derek King going to end up there? Is he going to go to Oklahoma? You know, yeah. what are you thinking? There's probably, if he's leaving Houston, uh, I think Houston had a down year because they're getting used to what's his name at first. Um, the coach. And then, uh, uh, what's uh, Holgerson Holgerson. Yeah. They're getting used to Holgerson. I think they could have turned it around under Holgerson. He's had a track record of success, obviously with uh, West Virginia. So losing their starting quarterback in the first couple of games of the season to uh, red shirt obviously impacted their season. I think they could succeed. And as a matter of fact, I think if he's going to leave Houston, the only for sure better place that he's going to end up is at a super high power, power five conference team like Oklahoma or LSU. So I think it's a pretty short list of places that he might end up at. And since those two are I geographic, think Oregon could still be in the mix. Yeah. They just got Oregon. Just got Joe Moorhead from Mississippi state today. Boom. Nice. Or hire. Penn state, Mississippi state, whatever Fordham, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, that's a good hire. Yeah. Cristobal knows he can't coach. Yeah. But he can put everything else around there. Hey, that's, that's the Dabo Swinney approach. So, I mean, look, he could have a very long career if he keeps being the smart Yeah, CEO. He had Levitt before. No, you just no, put your ego yeah, in check yeah. and realize so, what you are. Did he have Levitt for a year? Yeah. Okay. Um, surround yourself with talent. And then, uh, we got He's a recruiter, Washington state, our, 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 our boys. Our guy, our, our team, <laughs> uh, Nick Rolovich. I love this hire. 
Yes. Nick Rolovich, head coach of Hawaii, took Hawaii to the Mountain West Championship this year. Yeah. And when he walked, when and people don't realize when Rolovich walked into that program, Hawaii was on with Norm Chow, and that team was awful. Yeah. I made a ton of money fading Hawaii <laughs> for two years because of how awful they were. Yeah. Rolovich instantly made them a bowl team. And I was surprised Chow choked as bad as he did there. Yeah. Obviously the facilities being an issue, he wasn't getting the same kind of I heard he was a, like a lackadaisical coach though. Yeah. Wasn't he, was he USC there for a while? Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, did he, did he ever get the head coach? No, no, no. He was at BYU, USC. Uh, I think he was at the Tennessee Titans for a little bit. Okay. Um, but regardless, Hawaii, uh, I mean, Nick Rolovich, I, I like this hire. Nick Rolovich uh, played under June Jones. So he studied under June Jones and June Jones studied under mouse Davis. And, uh, Wait, who's the other passing guy? Mouse Davis and somebody else. Mouse Davis. That's an amazing There's name. There's another passing guy, but anyway, it's uh, oh, uh, he's in the XFL. He's the OC, the former uh fuck, Leach, former. Le- him and Leach started the, the air raid together. Oh god. He's the offense coordinator on June Jones's team right now. Coordinator on June Jones. Right. Former Kentucky head coach. God damn it. Why can't I think of his name? You're, this is going to take me too long to find. You you keep talking, I'll look it up. I I don't remember, but either way, there's some passing lineage. Go go to 1998. Who is the Kentucky head coach with Tim Couch? Oh wow! I wish I could. Uh, Leach was the OC in '98. Okay, '97, whatever year that was. Oh uh, gosh, man, you're making me dig deep, dude. I can't find it. I just looked Wikipedia? up. Wikipedia. We're fucking idiots. Okay, either way, the dude can pass. Who is uh, I got to know the scene because he's he, we're gonna know his name anyway because he's the offensive coordinator for the Houston Renegades in the XFL. Dallas Renegades, whatever. Houston Roughnecks. Ah, um, this is great podcasting we're doing right here. How, you just you didn't type in Kentucky 1998 in Wikipedia and it didn't tell you the head coach. Uh, I probably should have. Buddy, how how is your internet skills, buddy? <laughs> okay, either way, we're talking about Nick Rolovich going to Wazoo. Uh, he had how mummy, how um, mummy. Okay. One of the in- innovators of the air raid offense. That's true. I should have known that. So, so essentially I think they fit, they found that the, the, cause you don't want to just have a system overhaul. Yeah. Uh, I like Rolovich and I actually think, uh, this is especially uh, when your system gets that specific and you've been having success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think if anything, I think it's, I, it's under the radar, good hire by Washington. Yeah, State. And there are like several candidates that are capable of because the fucking coaching tree is so huge. Yeah. Like yeah. you can just plug someone in and probably you, who knows, you're probably not going to get, have any of Leach's disciples uh, or members of his coaching tree approached his level of success. I think you could argue that, uh, Josh Heupel. Yeah. I think you could argue that Art Bryles did. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Think, yeah. Uh, I think you could argue that, uh, uh, wait, who was the other, you got Holgerson. Not really. Right. Holgerson? Let's see. Here's the, here's the coach. Holgerson a little bit, right? We got uh Sonny Dykes has had some success. 10 wins this year at SMU. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? Ruffin a, McNeil had some good years. Oh, hell yeah. He did. East Carolina represent I mean, Lincoln uh, Riley. Hello. Is that, would yeah. you consider him a leech? Uh, yeah. Cause he started him at Texas tech. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, in the NFL. Latrell, Latrell won at North Texas. They were one of the worst programs in college football before he came there. Now he had, he had a tough year last year, 
So I'm going to give Dana that, Holgerson. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Neil yeah. Brown, Neil Brown at Troy. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Just getting it started at West Virginia. So yeah, I mean, it's easy to see a tie turn. No, <laughs> I would say that. Yeah. You could feel confident implementing the air raid in most places and knowing that you're going to, it's, it's just a, an offensive system that can get you wins in the same way that the, the option is guaranteed in most cases to produce generally pretty good seasons for you. Yeah. It, it's specific. And so you have to commit to it. Um, but if you do, then it generally has good results. And Rolovich is also two and zero this past year with Hawaii against the pac 12. Uh-huh. So I think he's going to fit in, he's yeah. gonna fit in fine. Now, what does Hawaii do? Please, please get Paul Johnson or Ken Niamatololo. Yeah. And I want the, the, the person they don't get to go to Navy or stay at Navy. Either yeah, or either one. Those yeah. I like the option at uh, Hawaii. I mean, the option obviously belongs to the service academies and it's almost a requirement at service academies based on the fact that they can't have big ass offensive linemen. Yeah. So they have to have fast linemen, which means you run the option um, and get your fucking guys downfield. Seth Luttrell is not a bad answer. I think that's, would that be a pay. I mean, I feel like that's a going to the mountain West. You'd make more money. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, certainly a step up yeah. in prestige money. Um, you know, and he's not going to stay at fucking North Texas forever. I mean, he did turn out Kansas state last year. So ridiculous, Ugh. but maybe he's got a, uh, I mean, Hawaii has a little more appeal than maybe he had some little slamming hot girl in Denton, Texas that he was like, I can't leave her. I love her. Yeah. Pulled the old, uh, Hunter S Thompson right? of, uh, Herndon, Virginia. I don't know yes. if you guys heard that yes. on the last podcast. Yes. We had a guy turn down Hawaii and a scholarship to play basketball in Hawaii for his girlfriend crazy. who then Absolutely dumped him crazy. for not taking the scholarship. Uh, so look at, at the end of this episode, we're going to review, we're going to go conference by conference over the next uh, 10 weeks or 10 episodes, not 10 weeks uh, and, and review basically what we think uh, their season, if they were successful, uh, how, how the next season is looking for college football, but we also are going to talk college basketball. Um, and right now is when we're going to talk college basketball. We will touch on. Well, college I want to hit yeah. one more, okay. one more thing here that we, we didn't talk about. Uh, the thing going on at Penn state right now. Oh yeah. James Franklin. Apparently look, <laughs> you start this up. I'm going to go get that. Uh, uh, Woodford. Th- there's a safety. There's a safety at uh cat. He's at, he's, he transferred to Cal now, but he was a freshman. And apparently the word is, is that he was uh, getting a, a little rough housing. <laughs> But I mean, they were also uh, using like, the term Sandusky. Right. Like, I feel like the uh, term roughhousing may have been in the Sandusky uh, file. So, yeah, man. Well, I don't think it was anything like Sandusky's thing. Right. Yeah. I think this was just, I don't know, but Franklin could end up fired out of the, after this. Yeah. I mean, them like joking about Sanduskying someone. Yeah. It's not a good look, <laughs> even though it, who knows if the coach was present at the time. Yeah, I mean, and and we kind of talked pre-episode about this. How fucking hard is it for a coach to, like, I mean, I know you can you can punish players for, you know, the hazing culture, and yeah. you need to, but like to an extent that's going to exist, you know, yeah. and you got ninety fucking players, coaches, what have you, that yeah. you're looking after. Like, it's almost an impossible job for you to make sure that everyone's behavior around you is perfect at all times. 24 well, hours on a college day. campus when you're out bonging beers. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look, I don't know. We'll see when, if more of the more, more stuff comes from this, but I, I know that the, if he loses the head coach job at Penn state over some things that his players said while hazing, that's, that's really tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I get it. You want to protect. And after everything that's happened at Penn state, 
err on the side of fucking caution. Obviously, that's probably the bigger story here. Is that it's because it's that university. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have. If this was at Syracuse, no one would give a fuck. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they just can't afford to have that reputation. They, they can't afford not to be super strict. Yeah. At this point, still, and probably for a long ass time. Uh. Okay. But uh, well, look, we're gonna touch back on college football in a minute here. I gotta dive into. Patty C. It's continued. I did the database top twenty five the other day after our failed podcast. I went out into the world, the inner world. Um. <laughs> the parallel universe. Someone's listening to some our terrorist is listening yeah. to our podcast. There we right go. Now. Right. Uh, coward terrorist pussy. You might say, yes. Um, what we got going here, college basketball though. I, I said, Duke's the number two team in the nation, the database top 25, but I said, this is the wildest year. I didn't, I mean, I've said this all year. I think everyone said this all year, college experts that we follow on Twitter that say, Holy shit. This, tw- this year's tournament, bring a bottle of kerosene because I don't know what the fuck is going on. Well, it happened again. Cause the number two Duke blue devils who were just starting to look like perhaps maybe one of the better teams in the country. It took an L at Clemson who was eight and seven coming into the game. Yes. And now Clemson might have some life with bat with a, with the first time they ever won in Chapel Hill and follow that up with a win uh, against uh, Duke. Yeah. Can they build some momentum and make something of the season perhaps, but either way we watched that happen. And then, you know, Louisville escapes pit on a, an absolutely atrocious call, but it went to overtime. A perfect example though, of the, of the carnage in college basketball. Yes. I know Louisville still got the win, but it was not very impressive in Pittsburgh. Uh, probably I mean, the game at least should have been tied. Um, then you go down and you say, DePaul took Villanova to over uh, to overtime. Maryland loses at Wisconsin. And you're thinking, how do you see what the fuck is going to happen this year? This year is going to be wild. This year is going to be absolutely wild. And, and I still feel like Baylor's the best team, but knowing it's basically how, like almost every night, but certainly several nights a week, you're rem- watching one of the top 10 get knocked it off. It reminds me of 2007 college football. Yeah. And that was my favorite year ever. That was fun. Yeah. I think the entire country just loved it. I mean, it wasn't just that the number two lost on like three or four straight weekends. It was that the rest of the top 10 was getting chewed up every week yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, because at one point, like Rutgers got the number two in the nation in right. South Florida. And it was just a wild fucking 2007. Right. If, I mean, if you want to, Cal was the number one of the nation. We had to have a two loss uh, yeah. team. And when we had a two team uh, final, yeah. the BCS finals, we had to have a two, two loss team in there because there was so much carnage in that LSU, by the way, LSU getting now it's in since 2003, I believe when uh, Nick Saban took them four national championship games in new Orleans that LSU has played in. Huh? You know, I mentioned this and I've said this, I'm surprised it happened. hasn't happened more in the NFL, but it's just unfair that they play that every fucking time, every other couple years in the same city. Yeah. Can we please, why is the, like when you look at the final four pet, it it bounces all around. It's in San Antonio. It's in New York city. It's in Minneapolis. It's in Seattle. Come on. This is fair. Yeah. It's, it's fair. And it's, it's, it gives new experiences to, I mean, if, if that's your excuse for like having the teams go to different bowl games during different years and not putting them in the same bowl game on consecutive years, because you want the fan bases to have different experiences, then why for the big games, do you keep them in the same places? You know, I understand that. Yes, these are the biggest bowls, but since it's the national championship game, it's not a bowl. So why do you keep having it in the same well, place that and, the Bulls were just played? Once again, it, it just look. I, I I know LSU was better than Clemson. I really believe that they could have played that game in, in fucking 
Afghanistan and, and, and LSU would have beat him. Right. Yeah. But it's still an edge. Yeah. It, it's if, a fucking edge. Think about this. If LSU had lost to another, like Alabama, for instance, right. Yeah. Then LSU would still be playing in new Orleans in the sugar bowl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's just, they're going to be playing a home game no matter what. Like how, how do people not see that? It's very frustrating to me. Like how, how does our, when we turn on TV, how are they not called? How are they not asking about this? Yeah. Why are they just accept like a disadvantage? We've talked about this before. Like my, like, okay. Florida played Virginia in Florida, Texas played Utah in Texas, like an hour away, by the way, might I add just like uh, Louisiana tech played Miami in, in like Shreveport, which is right down the road from Ruston. Yeah. Oh, and then you have the opportunity to put UCF and Florida, both close to their own uh, state in Georgia, but you that send would them to be Arizona. too much of an advantage for UCF. Cause it might actually be fair at that point. So you send them across the fucking country. Yeah. When, the, when we know they shouldn't have been, been in that game. Yeah. Um, and then look, I mean, A&M played an hour away, 45 minutes, like an hour. They played in Houston against Oklahoma state. It's just a fucking advantage, guys. Look, you can make I, I a million excuses. Thing. Oh, I hate this thing. It like, just we're, happens we're like anti this every SEC, time. And it's like, yeah, it, it frustrates me sometimes with the scheduling. Yeah. But it it's an advantage. It's just an advantage. Yeah. And there's no other way to cut it. Yeah. Sorry. We're yeah. down the rabbit hole again. But Okay. But college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got so we got some big games coming up. Uh, shoot. T- tomorrow. This whole. We're going to look. I got even some questions, some Twitter questions, Patty C. Yeah. But first, I mean, tomorrow, look at the Seton Hall at Butler. I think those are two of the better teams. The, the, in my opinion, both of these teams are capable of winning the national championship this year. Seton Hall or Butler? Yeah. Seton Hall is playing good. Yeah, Butler, obviously, in but that Seton Hall only got their losses because their team was injured. Yeah. Uh, Miles Powell is probably arguably the best scorer in college basketball. Butler has been playing at a ridiculous level. Their only loss is to my number one rated team Baylor. It's a pretty big uh, feather in Baylor's cap too. Yeah. I think it's going to be a hell of a good game. Yeah, it is a huge, huge one in uh, Baylor, but you got that going on. You got uh, Kentucky at South Carolina, which I think is a, I know that's not a heavyweight game, but I think South Carolina is very, very capable of winning and upsetting the, uh, the, the wildcats. Your that's Wahoos cool. take on Florida state. This is uh tomorrow. We're talking. Yeah. Boy, do the Wahoos ever need this one? Florida State sitting there at number nine, 14 and two. Virginia losers of their last two. I think I think three of their last four, right? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Tony Bennett. And I was listening to uh our guys Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander. Mm-hmm. I give them credit. I enjoy them. They uh pointed out that UVA 230 ranked 233 in offense efficiency. And that Whew. that's not that takes into account the fact that they run a slower offense. And look, I they think, just suck on offense. I think Tony Bennett is a pro. I actually like him as a human, but that that's on him because you need to, you just won the last championship, but you've been in like a top 10 team for the past, like four years. Yeah. Why have you not recruited a better offensive player? Yeah. I understand you. You're sticking to your system. It got you a national championship, but you need a scorer at some point. Yeah. Even those teams that won the national championship, a lot of, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of breaks. I feel like sure where you could have used a score like Carson Edwards or somebody like that. I mean, I know Carson Edwards is a ridiculous score, but someone, someone that could just put the ball in the basket. Ty Jerome was that guy. And Kyle guy was that guy yeah. was that guy. Hello. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, they had a couple, you know, which which is why they were able to make a deeper turning run. But when you don't have any, then <laughs> you have issues. you can you can and look UVA is. I want to say on the verge of having the best defensive season of any team in the last like 30 years, like holding teams under an average of 50 points per game to my knowledge, hasn't been done for quite some time. And, and yet UVA is doing that. And yet they're kind of a, I wouldn't say a mediocre team, but they're not in the top 25 right now, you know, with one of the best defenses ever. Why? Yeah. Because they have one of the worst offenses <laughs> in all of college basketball. It really is that bad man. Um, Creighton at Georgetown, big game tomorrow. That that's yeah. Georgetown can really get a chance to get a high caliber win. Georgetown always teetering on the edge of uh, respectability. Certainly respectable. Come on, Ewing. Yeah. Get the shit together. Here's a huge one. Indiana at Rutgers. Rutgers, although they're off of a a three-point loss in Champaign, um, they are teetering with the possibility of being a ranked team very soon. (laughs) Oh, Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights. You know what I'm going to attribute this to? What's that? This is the Greg Schiano influence. The state of Rutgers is grabbing their Italian sausages, swinging them around, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and bringing the ruckus. They're, they're, they're not uh, out there being uh, goons, you know, yeah. uh, doing this soprano shit. They're actually <laughs> focusing on sports. The, you know, the union is, is functioning perfectly. They don't have it to be like... Yeah. They actually yeah, threw some money into bosses. sports. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, any chance for Iowa State to beat Baylor tomorrow? In Baylor, uh, on the road in Waco. Ohio State to beat no Iowa. State. Iowa State to beat Baylor? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Iowa State having a rough, rough year uh, by their standards. Yes, and here Xavier at Marquette. Another big. The Big East is just so good. St. John's, Providence. There's good games all day. Tomorrow it's, I, it sucks. I have a show. I'm not gonna be able to watch all of these, but I'm recording them. Wichita at Temple, a little chance for Wichita. There's 15 and one right now. The Wichita State Shockers. Boom. You ever give a shocker to one of your girls? I don't think I've ever <laughs> administered a true shocker, so I need to step my game up. I need to start thinking about mine. Right. Uh, te- you got Texas uh, at Oklahoma State. Maybe shock. You know, Shaka Smart continued to build the resume. Speaking of shockers, hello. Yeah. There you go. How about uh, the Iron Bowl of basketball? That is one that I think is very, very dangerous. I am actually, I think Alabama could pull this upset. Woo-wee. You heard it here first. This is in Tuscaloosa, right? Yeah. And Alabama's been playing a lot better the past month. So keep an eye on that one. Penn state, Minnesota, another go to Penn state's kind of, kind of fading a little bit. Are they going to do it to us? Are they going to fuck us over and they're not going to get in the tournament? 12 and four. They're still, still strongly. I think in they've position. lost two of three though. Oof. SMU at Houston, a good big one in the American. Um, I got I got a nice little Twitter question about our, our college basketball stuff from at uh, Sergeant Barker nine. Who is the top five teams in the SEC? We know Auburn and Kentucky, but then who? Well, I got. I mean, if you listen to the database top twenty five, I had uh, my my clear cut number three, and I actually think they're going to play with Auburn and Kentucky. Is the Arkansas Razorbacks? I think Arkansas is a team that is that you should watch out for because I think both their losses are by. I think one of them was an overtime or two of them were an overtime. Yeah. LSU has been squeaking by some fucking teams lately for a team that is, you would think, well, I guess Auburn is the clear cut. Number one, LSU undefeated in conference as well. We'll see we'll see when, when Auburn plays Kentucky and, uh, and Arkansas, we figure some stuff out here, but um, so top five teams, I'm going to go, I'm going to go right now. Uh, 
Auburn's got number one because they're undefeated. I, I think Kentucky could still beat Obviously. them. Arkansas is my three and Arkansas is a dangerous three to me because I still think they're capable to, of beating those teams. Um, at number four and five, who I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, look, I'm not going to look at the records. I'm going to say what I feel when I watch them and the way their, their, their trajectory. Yeah. I'm going to say Alabama <sighs> is going to make one of those spots for me. Wow. Probably going to be, uh, uh, they got to be the five. I, I think four. Or what do we go? LSU probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I LSU and Bama. Florida, I have not been impressed with. They just got their ass kicked. I know they beat uh, seen Ole Miss's ass tonight. Yeah. But they got destroyed by Missouri. Utah State beat Florida this year. I mean, I, I haven't been very impressed with the Gators. I thought they'd be a lot better this year. I think I actually picked them to uh to win the SEC. So I'm getting on the fine bomb tip with that. But uh, even Mississippi State played 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 pretty well. Tennessee with Rick Barnes. I don't know. They're 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 fluctuating right around that spot. I think you got to go Auburn, Kentucky. I like Arkansas at three, even though LSU just beat them. I would say LSU three going kind of chalk here. They got to come back to Fayetteville though. Yeah, that was, and that was barely yeah. in Baton Rouge. Yeah. yeah. LSU, I think in basketball, at least perhaps a paper, a tiger with Will Wade and his, his paper paper. He has a paper tiger. Get it. Yeah. Get it. He gives fucking... a lot of paper. Speaking of which Odell Beckham, uh, was that real money? <laughs> of course it was. No one's going to just say it's fake money. Well, their athletic director is going to say, and their school. Of course, they're going to say that. Yeah, just deny, deny, yeah. deny. That's what I love. That's like, uh, what's that old uh, Eddie Murphy skit? It wasn't me. It wasn't yeah, me. It wasn't me. Maybe it wasn't you. That's <laughs> us. We're the bitch. We're the bitch. When LSU, we catch them on camera taking yeah. money, like it's fucking recorded. Take notes. Georgia millions Tech. and millions of people watching Odell Beckham give players cash, and they're like, "Well, and uh, uh, that didn't happen." We're like, "Oh, okay." Yep, that didn't happen. I mean, look, there was also accounts of uh, a guy who's serving jail time, I believe, now of paying an offensive lineman, one of their off starting offensive linemen. Uh, I I published this article on on my uh, Twitter. I told you I was at a game. I made good friends with a lot of SEC fans, or uh, I'm sorry, LSU fans. Not, and I I was friends with this lawyer down there, and he was telling me that he helped embezzle money. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. How about uh, I, launder I, the money? He, Patrick Peterson was, you know, throwing his dick in the air about LSU. And I almost commented on him and said, you know, Hey, remember when you took $75,000 and you were committed to Miami, you're from Miami, Pompano beats like 10 minutes away. And then, and Miami was still on the, you know, in the realm of their championship run and their dominance, but LSU was entering there. So, but Oh, lo and behold, you decommitted and went to LSU who wasn't the nearly the LSU that they are now. And it comes out later that you took $75,000 LSU is dirty as fuck. LSU is as dirty as it comes in my opinion. Yeah. Credit well, the to state them. Of Louisiana has a history of uh, with yeah. their, with their politics. All right. So uh, look, but uh, you know, there are a lot of other teams in the SEC doing it. So yeah, I, mean, sure. I guess that's I mean, where it's hard to uh, hard to fault them too much. They're just par for the course. All right. I want to tell you before we dive into some more college basketball on Twitter questions that the uh, college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by mybookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP for a deposit bonus up to $1000. McGregor versus Cowboy fight is uh this weekend. Tons of college and, and NBA basketball going on. So college basketball, NBA, NHL. The prop creator is an awesome uh awesome for the NFL playoffs. We got that the final 4 of the NFL essentially. 
Uh, it's a great resource for in-game wagering. We're talking about mybookie.ag deposit and withdrawal using Bitcoin for lightning fast payouts. Mybookie.ag promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. Um, all right. So uh, where were we at here? I got these these Twitter questions, Patty. C, and then we're just gonna we're just gonna dive right in, right? Let's do it. Um, where are we at? <laughs> I got some fun. I'm reading some fun, funny tweets. Uh, there was another couple college basketball ones that I wanted to touch on, but when's the last time you had a good sandwich, Patty C buddy, my sandwich game has been struggling. Yeah. You're kind of anti-sandwich. Dude. I don't like you. You know what I mean? I am certainly not. I just, I need it. I'm pro sub, you know? Yeah. Tur- what about I'm a good Turkey sandwich? Pro taco. I'll, I'll eat a great Turkey sandwich. Here's a, where do you find this shit? Turkey where, sandwiches? Yeah. Do you got to make them yourself or can you? I do both. Where do you? I mean, I just don't know. What do you, you're, a, you, you're the type of dude that would go to a cafe. You go to these little frou-frou hipster cafes. <laughs> and that's where you can get a fucking turkey sandwich. And you get it on that little fre- uh, pressed French bread with the little like black lines on it. Yeah. You're a fucking sissy. <laughs> I will eat the fuck out of a sandwich, but I can't find it at Chipotle. And that's oh, where a man, man eats. Oh, man. I'm working on colon cancer as we speak. Okay. <laughs> and so that's how a man fucking eats. Hey, cheers to you on if that. If you don't have colon cancer by 40, you're a fucking sissy. Um, Knock okay. on wood. Okay. Jeez. Also, uh, we had someone asked, did the computer crash because you accidentally uh, knocked a beer on it? No, we did not. We were shit housed, But we, we <laughs> did not knock a beer. <laughs> we are functional alcoholics here. On it. Um... Well, I'm just going to dive in. I don't remember where the hell these questions are. I got one more somewhere in here. Speaking of which. Well, the problem is, is I ask these Twitter questions. I get like a hundred on my feed. I can't, I don't know what the hell is going on. All right. But look, let me just, let me just run through a couple more games uh, set up for this weekend that, that we can talk about because I mean, right now you got to feel like Baylor's the best team in the nation, right? Their resume they, they is incredible. They've beaten Villanova. They've beaten Butler, especially with Duke going down tonight. Yeah, uh, they went on the road back to back Texas Tech and uh, Kansas. Yeah, what more do you need? What are Gonzaga's biggest wins? Oh, uh, you got to pull, pull it up. I think they lost to Oregon. Didn't Gonzaga lose to Oregon this year, or did they beat Oregon? Let me take a look here. Gonzaga took an L against Michigan. Yeah. Okay. They beat Oregon. They beat Arizona. That was a good game, actually. The, the Arizona almost came back and won that. Um, didn't they play Oregon? Yeah, they, they beat Oregon. Oregon. They beat Oregon barely by one, right? Yeah. That was a wild game. It's a good win. They beat Washington. That's a good win. And that was Washington before their, their point guard got suspended. Beating UNC, they thought would have been a good win. Not looking so great. All right, you can't blame that. They tried to schedule tough. So their one loss right now is to Michigan. It's pretty close between Gonzaga and Baylor, but I think you're right. Baylor's resume. Baylor's, Baylor's resume. Yeah. Five top, uh, top Especially 50 like, wins. And they're on the road. They weren't like new. sites. might even be like five top 25 wins. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Um, But Thursday, Thursday action, man. Cincinnati at Memphis. You get a little AAC, the Memphis, the Memphis Tigers and, a- sure and Penny Hardaway. The Bearcats school and fan base wants to exact some measure of revenge for the back-to-back losses that Memphis has handed them in football. So uh, it should be a fun one, but that said Memphis, clearly the better team. 
And I guess Thursday slate actually isn't as good as I, I anticipated it, but Colorado at Arizona state Tempe is always a tough place to play since Bobby Hurley's been there. Colorado currently number 20 in the nation. Uh, that could be a tough one. And uh, yeah, I think, I think Thursday is actually a pretty light slate. There's a lot of games, but I just don't see a lot of games that really Utah at Arizona is a good game. Two teams that right now would probably be in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I think, I mean, Arizona definitely Utah is a maybe, but I think they're in right now. They beat Kentucky. They have a few other decent wins as well. Um, we said, who is that? Utah at Arizona. Utah at Arizona. Nice. I think both are in right now. If the, if the tournament started tomorrow, I think both are in Friday. You got Dayton. Dayton just uh, had a huge win uh, at against VCU in Dayton. Smashed them. Also me and NC <clears throat> will be in, in Dayton, Ohio in uh, oh, around mid February. We're going to go to Dayton, Ohio. We're going to go to Indianapolis then and catch Butler the next day. Oh. A little two game, two game stretch. Seeing some of the t- potentially sweet 16 or yeah. better teams. I'm working on getting a show in Cleveland. The first night, there's going to be three nights. I'm gone. Bring your boy. First night, Cleveland. Fast. Second night, Dayton. Third day, Indianapolis. Then back to LA. And then, then I have fun. Uh, Friday though, Dayton, St. Louis. That's a money game. Wisconsin at Michigan state, Michigan state just got their ass kicked by Purdue. Michigan state still suspect. They came back up for a minute. Yeah. That win over Michigan means less uh, as time progresses. So let me ask you about this one. Friday night, Michigan at Iowa, Michigan has lost, I think two or three. That's a big game for them. How's Iowa been doing this year? They just beat Maryland in good old Iowa city. That is true. Um, Sitting there at twelve and five, they've they they've turned it around a little bit. They had a rough start, I think. Oh no, they. I'm thinking of Iowa State still. Yeah, yeah. Iowa's been pretty solid throughout. They've been pretty solid. Classic Iowa, right? Yeah. Uh, Saturday's games: Baylor at Oklahoma State. Could that be one? Could that be one that they drop in Stillwater? <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I haven't seen enough of Oklahoma State to really. I mean. I'm almost more afraid of Oklahoma than Oklahoma state. Yeah. I think I agree with Lon Kruger. Uh, UConn at Villanova, any chance for the upset? There's a, that's weird. That's a non conference matchup this late in the year. Um, that will be a future conference matchup. You said UConn at Villanova. That will be a conference. Yeah. Matchup. Uh, I think what next year that's a, it's going to be a conference matchup. Yep. That's one to keep your eye on Ohio state at Penn state is Ohio state going to, they finally got a win beat Nebraska tonight. Are they gonna? Are they gonna go right back into? I think Penn State's gonna get a little revenge there because Ohio State whooped their ass earlier. Yeah, it's in uh, State College. Yeah, in State College, fans should get up for that one. North Carolina at Pitt, Patty C. Is North Carolina finally gonna get a win? North Carolina, I think, is gonna stay losing. I think they're gonna lose the Pit too. Yeah. Well, that put them. What are they at? Are they at five hundred? I or think they're eight and eight right a now. A game right? above. Let me see. Uh, they lost to Georgia. They Tech are sitting at eight and eight. Imagine UNC with the losing they're record be eight halfway nine, through dude. the fucking. Pitt almost beat uh, Louisville tonight. They probably should have. I mean, probably it, the game should have been tied. The rest missed a gigantic basket in that game. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse at Virginia Tech. We went through this earlier tonight. Virginia Tech's playing fucking. Virginia ball. Tech's got a really good shot to get to like twenty wins. Yeah. In the ACC, I mean, this team, Mike Young, who knew. That year one under Young, you could. I mean, I guess it helps that the rest of the ACC is so down. Yeah. But hey, he'll take it. I mean, a lot of this is out of conference stuff. Yeah. I mean, they beat Michigan State. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Um, Blackshear leaving. Going to Florida. Yep. Who'd they lose in the draft? Uh, they lost. Uh, they only. They only have. They only have one player. Alexander. Yeah. 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 
Um, they had some other transfers, I think, though. Yeah, I think they lost like three or four of their yeah. best fucking players. And uh, this didn't some of some of the guys follow uh, what's his name to A uh, and M. Oh, I think that's what it might have been. He, someone transferred to A and M. I thought yeah. someone went to like a mid major too, but I, I can't. Yeah, Buzz Williams. I don't have that information in front of me. Um, Either way, way overperforming from anyone's expectations. In fact, they were projected by basically all of the uh, ex- quote quote experts. We know the experts consist of the likes of Paul Feinbaum, but I think in college basketball they're usually a little more accurate. But I think it's to everyone's surprise that Virginia Tech is performing as well as they are yeah. this year. So this Saturday basically has the chance. It's basically a lot of the ranked teams go on the road, Patty C. Baylor at Oklahoma State, Seton Hall at St. John's, Ohio State at Penn State. They could lose all three of those. I don't, the Oklahoma State one would be the one that I I don't I can't say. If for Baylor's sure. truly the number one team in the country, they're not losing that game. Yeah, but Butler at DePaul. DePaul took Villanova to overtime today in 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 Villanova. Uh, Florida State at Miami. Miami capable, sure. capable. Uh, this is where it gets. This is where it gets really interesting. Auburn at Florida. That's a game. That that's 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 one that they they might not be undefeated. They got back to back or. The, the next two games for them are at Alabama and at Florida. Looking at Auburn's schedule, what 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 do you see here that looks like a, a really respectable, important win? I mean, they kind of whipped the tar out of Georgia. Georgia, not anything I mean, they special. Beat NC State, NC State's not special. They haven't really established much for themselves. That's why I have Baylor ahead of them. Yeah, they're sitting there at number four just on the strength of being undefeated. But uh, well, and going to the Final Four last year. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, I disagree with that, but I'm saying, uh, so then you got, so Auburn at Florida upset watch there, Kansas at Texas, Shaka smart, getting a chance to pull off the upset. Kansas is not certainly not them. unbeatable. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I think that they're, they're going to win, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't put it. No, it's not out of the wrong. I'm just saying there's a potential because all these teams are, are somewhat decent. And this, the way college ba- basketball has been going this year, they're hitting the road and, and, Kansas yeah. at Texas. There's not that bait great of a talent difference. Yeah. I know in the big 10, at least that home court advantage versus a yeah. road is, is basically been everything. So then you get West Virginia, number 12, West Virginia at Kansas state. That's a possible loss. Purdue at number 17, Maryland, but uh, Maryland lost tonight. So I almost think Maryland will respond. They're back in college park. They will beat Purdue. And then um, to round it out, Colorado at Arizona. See, that's one. That's one Oregon at Washington. These are all ups- Dude, This has potential to be especially a, when you have a rivalry kind of element to the game. This has a potential to be a really crazy Saturday. Kentucky at Arkansas. Kentucky at Arkansas. We were just talking about yeah, this. Arkansas right? playing ball. Look, here's the other thing. This is the first Saturday because I believe both of the conference championship or AFC and NFC uh, are Sunday, right? Are Sunday. So this yeah. is the first Saturday that college basketball is going to have all to itself. Yeah. All season. Louisville at Duke Saturday. Uh, who? That's a good one. That's what I'm saying. That's potential. Who do you think going to win that one? It's in well, like Duke's coming off a loss. So yeah, I almost think, have yeah. it ready. But, uh, I mean, this Saturday is loaded, loaded with action. And, and like a lot of, like I said, a lot of the ranked teams going on the road, LSU at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a strange team. I can't get, I can't get a feeling on Ole Miss. BYU at Gonzaga. BYU is actually probably one of the best teams Gonzaga's played recently. Uh, yeah. So those are the big ones. Let's get to, let's get to this next chapter here. Oh, actually, let me just run through Sunday since we're not recording until Sunday night. Um, Sunday's games. Yeah. But Saturday has, a, I, I'm telling you Saturday could be one of those wild, wild, wild days, buddy. 
for college basketball. Yeah, buddy. Minnesota at Rutgers. Yeah, I guess both are pr- fighting for the tournament. So that, that that's intriguing. Sunday's actually kind of light. And look, college basketball. Look, I, I grew up a pro pro basketball fan. I think they played harder back in the day. Obviously, when 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 did they introduce the uh, the guaranteed contracts? Ooh, nineties, late nineties. Late nineties. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if that uh, the effects of that really kicked in until yeah. You know, no, it's, it, it takes it, take, it takes a while for us to feel like because yeah. those players were from that that generation. Yeah. So I don't think, but but I clearly notice a difference now. Yeah. Now they just take full advantage. You got players just. Fucking taking their sweet ass time to come back from injury. You got Kawhi Leonard. Um, yeah. Just sits out games. Yeah. Just sits out games. These millennials are like, hey, 82 games is tough. Is it really? Is it really? Yes. I know I've never played an 82 game season, right? But neither have you, you fucking maniacs. All right. But I can tell you this for, for years, the NBA has played 82 games and even the NBA has like catered around their scheduling. So they don't have to like play like back-to-back games anymore. Yeah, they, they've listened to the players' complaints yeah. and, and scheduled it in a way that is more beneficial to the players. The season stretches longer. And they're still taking off games. Yeah. And it's filthy. And it's filthy. It's, so it's just, it's difficult to watch. I know that, you know, for me, as I, as I get deeper into college basketball, when I took on the college experience basketball element, because Colby brought me in, I've always kind of been a, a casual college basketball fan, whereas Colby's been more of a, hardcore college basketball fan. I, I consider myself a, a card, a hardcore college football fan in the way that Colby is. Um, so as I get into this, I, I try and figure out how to approach this. Do I have to watch every game? Do I, you know, and it's the same thing I did as a casual fan, just a little more pay attention to the, the games that matter. And then you pick up little things here and there just by paying attention to the yeah. whole scene. Um, that said games that typically wouldn't have like gotten my viewership pre- previously, not just based on like the importance, but just based on the intensity that no longer exists really in the NBA regular season. If you're, if you want to watch sports and there's a complete lack of sports on some of these games are just fun to watch because yeah. they're, they're good basketball. You know, yeah, we which watched, you're not we going to DePaul get in the NBA. Villanova earlier tonight. And I, was, I mean, I watched, I watched some really good basketball games tonight, but you're sitting there, you see the whole crowd rocking. I saw, I mean, we watched Nevada and Wyoming and the whole crowd was rocking, but I'm yeah. saying like, Oh, that was a fucking great game. Yeah. yeah. So like for I regular mean, season, you're right. Yeah. I mean, the more I watch it, the more I get into it. It's cool. It, it's, it's night and day in my opinion, but, but I mean, you take like put the Purdue Virginia game last year, college basketball in the tournament. <clears throat> I'll put that up against any college football game last year. Uh, uh, Purdue Virginia. Yeah. Dude, that, that was fucking, that was, that was one of the best games of all time. Yeah, I mean, even was. the Auburn, like the Auburn Virginia and the Texas tech Virginia, all that, that whole stretch. Yeah. We're great games. Great games. Plenty of NCAA tournament has never been short of entertainment. Yeah, yeah it's always amazing. Um, okay, I want to tell you guys that the college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings. Can you believe it's already uh, you know deep into the NFL playoffs? That's deep, Patty. See, we don't have much more football. What sort of? We got XFL coming, but while the NFL is still going on, you still have time to feed your fantasy fix with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat as they sw- or as they say, like never before. Every run, every throw, every catch means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stay under the, the salary cap, and see how your team stacks against the competition. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a free shot at seventy or seven hundred fifty thousand dollars on your first deposit. That's pretty incredible. Plus, for a limited time. All new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's some extra cash to play with throughout the rest of the 
NFL playoffs and college basketball and NBA and NHL, whatever shit, everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code SGP for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500 on your next deposit. New users, be sure to enter the code SGP during signup and you'll get a free shot at over $750,000 in your first deposit. That's what I'm talking about over there. That's the code SGP. Use it now over oh. at DraftKings. That, that's a lineup for you. Boom. That's, that's a commercial for you. Um, all right. Look, you're like that guy from Micro Machines that like. You know, reads fucking perfect, like in a million words per minute. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. It's the alcohol. Yeah. Um, look, we want to go through college football right now. We're just going to go start off with the SEC. They won the national championship. They get first bidding. First, first billing. Bidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Top billing. Something. I don't fucking know. There it is. Right. Let's look at the Georgia. I'm going to start off with the East 2019 Georgia Bulldogs. 12 and 2. Exactly. Exactly what you expected out of Georgia. So you maybe would say, even better because uh, I I feel like we we say did they underachieve? Did they overachieve? How is the future looking? But they're exactly what you projected. I I didn't think they would lose to South Carolina at home, especially with the second and third string quarterback. Yeah, I mean they won uh won a game that we thought they might lose, which was at Auburn. They lost a game we thought they might win, South Carolina. Uh. From a they from got a, housed by LSU in the, yeah. in the SEC championship. From a macro perspective, you know, big picture, twelve and two is exactly what we projected them. Now, from a game to game uh, micro perspective, it's not quite the uh, same. You uh-huh. know, obviously, it doesn't break always the way you expect it to. But from a, from a big picture standpoint, this this team is exactly what we thought they would be. And uh, moving forward, they lose four out of five offensive linemen, I believe. Rough, you know, Jamie Newman coming in from. Um, Wake Forest means that this team is probably barring injury um, in a decent place from the quarterback position moving forward. They still don't have enough. Uh, just weapons, consistency, attitude, winning fucking culture to overcome the likes of uh, Alabama or LSU or whatever team emerges from the West, uh, Auburn, um, on a, any basis. So you have to just figure that uh, Georgia is is a you fringe think, contender. W- would you favor them to win the East again next year? I would. I think I would too. Yeah. Trask is decent, but he's not good enough to be. It's going to be close though. Florida and Georgia is going to be close next year. Uh, They're it, gaining ground on well, them. that. That brings me to the Gators. All right. All right. 11 and two season. Now this is a way overperformed. They See, but they, but, but they yeah. had three bye weeks two FCS teams and they barely like I was. Yeah. I mean, to me, like they got matched up with Virginia. They shouldn't have been playing Virginia in a bowl game. Yeah. They should have been playing a better team than Virginia Bulls. Sure. And I don't mean to be a hater, but I'm saying, why are you, why is there two FCS teams in three bye weeks? Yeah. That's a great advantage, in my opinion. Right. But Especially you, early in the season, Florida struggled. Yeah, the two FCS teams is fucking idiotic. It, you're right, three bye weeks. That that's yeah, like that's ridiculous. When you play week zero, I guess you uh you get that advantage, but but okay, well they barely beat Miami, which I mean, uh, and I like this Tresk. I think Tresk kind of saved their season because I think they would have lost to Kentucky had Felipe Franks not gotten injured. I was watching that game entirely. Yeah. Um, what's I mean, the, the best win is the Auburn win. That's the one that stands out to me. Uh, yes, I would say without a doubt that's. But I look at every other win, and can you tell? Can you find me like a good win besides Virginia is probably the next best win on that uh, schedule? So so it's, at South Carolina is a decent win. 
Not really. They South went Carolina four went games. four and eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm they had s- two good wins all year. Yeah. So do you th- I, eleven and two is eleven and two. So I would say they overachieved, but I, it's not like I'm very impressed. Non-conference Miami, who sucked, missed a bowl, right? Yeah. No, made a bowl. Six made and bowl. six, lost. Uh, lost. Losing, Good. losing season though. Yeah, losing season Miami. Uh, UT Martin, um, Towson, <laughs> and uh, shit ass Florida State. So non-conference terrible, including two FCSs, three bye weeks. Why do they have to schedule two FCSs? I don't understand. Yeah, the I Auburn win understand. was a good win. No, that's a great win. Yeah, that game was a shit fest, by the way. Yeah, that game was hilarious to watch from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, Bonex was a fucking interceptions were happening every other garbage. play. Um, all right. So, so you're saying they overachieved? Georgia stayed the same. Wait, is P Ryan coming back for them next year at running back? That I don't know. I think he is. I think Trask coming back. I think this team is going in the right direction. Based on obviously Dan Mullen's track record, both as an offensive coordinator and as a head coach at Mississippi State, you have to figure that this team now whether he hit his ceiling at Mississippi. Look, they were number two in the country at Mississippi fucking State under Dan Mullen. So we're never going to know what his ceiling is until we give him time to yeah. reach it at Florida. Yeah. So he may end up being a national championship level coach, but he's building it right now. If I had to put him anywhere, I'd say he's just a tier below. He's in the Kirby smart. You know, that's, that's his ceiling. Mark Richt, Kirby smart fucking. Yeah. Dan Mullen. Let's move over to the Tennessee volunteers who started off horribly. Then won a bunch of games. But once again, they didn't really beat anyone good to me. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I give them credit for winning these I games. I think we got to eat our crow a little bit from an overall record standpoint here because I think they may have even projected them to win eight games and we fucking scoffed, right? And no, threw... no, 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 no. But they projected eight, maybe eight games, but the bowl game does not count on over and unders. Okay, yeah. So we were correct, even though they completely overperformed and got to seven regular season wins. Well, the problem was, is I thought Missouri was actually going to be good. They weren't. Yeah. Kentucky probably would have been good. Had they not been on their third string quarterback. Um, I mean, what's their best win? You want to talk about a shit schedule. So I'm saying who, who, what's their best win? Uh, Chattanooga was their first win. So that after uh, through five weeks through five games, that was their only win. And so that was their best win. Well, so that's why you got to give them some credit, but at the same time, their best win is Mississippi state. Uh, South Carolina Mississippi State was six and seven. Yeah. UAB UAB is Kentucky. their best win. Yeah. At Kentucky. But at once Ken- again, that was the third string quarterback. Yeah. Not eight and five is that, you know, what was their best win. What's that? Indiana. Yeah. The bowl game. And they fucking locked up. They were down. You said 13 points. Yeah, uh, with they had the, to get two onside kicks. Yeah. Which two resulted in kicks. two touchdowns. So, but moving forward, you think that's a team to watch out for next year? I don't think they're a team to watch out for in the East, but I think they've earned, you know, the, the presumption that they make a bowl game, you know, they, they, they earned some level of respectability, but are they any threat whatsoever to challenge for the East? No, I don't think so. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, moving down the line, let's go to those wildcats, Kentucky wildcats, that wildcat behind the wheel. This one, I actually think the coach did a great job considering that three quarterbacks or he was on a searching quarterback towards the end of his. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and reiterate this again. What a horseshit crock of shit victory in the bowl game that yeah. was. 
<laughs> I mean, you want to talk about highway fucking robbery and favoring the SEC, especially on like a game that no one's watching where they can get away with it. It's like, man, that was fucking blatant. But anyway, maybe that's my ACC bias. I don't think so. I think it was pretty fucking obvious, but anyway, I mean, those, those pass interference calls were horrible. Yeah. A lot of stuff was horrible. horrible. About that, game. that said yeah, the fumble. Yeah. That quarterback, uh, what's his name? Again? The running back, uh, Lynn, Lynn. Yeah. Lynn, whatever. Hey, how about him punching a fucking Virginia tech player in the face before the game and then playing and then playing the game. How about that? Um, yeah. He's uh, good. Lynn, ba- Lynn Bowden, I believe. Lynn right? Bowden, yeah. yeah. He's he's a fucking good, but he's electric as a runner, better as a passer. You know, he's limited in the, in the passing sense, but he's overall as a college quarterback, he's effective, and he'll have Kentucky in games next year. Mark Stoops sticking around, helpful. Um, Eight and five. You got to say that's a better season than we both projected. So far, like this is the one that impressed me the most, especially considering they were in their third string fucking quarterback. Yeah, they were pl- pulling, uh, you know. This guy was a wide receiver. How good of a uh, coach is Mark Stewart? I've been really impressed. Yeah. I've been really impressed. He's certainly coaching well above what. I mean, I think we should probably, we could probably go back. I mean, maybe, maybe you're able to, off the top of your head, go back into LA, our Kentucky's uh, history, recent history, and, and and talk about who their best coaches have been. Rich Brooks, probably with Andre Woodson. They had like a 10 win season with him. He got to like, they got them in like the top 10 at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky's a weird team. They they suck ass most of the time, <laughs> but they've gotten better as a program. They they've yeah. entered a, like a, they used to be kind of where Vanderbilt a doormat, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're a decent team now. Uh, then we move over to the uh, Missouri Tigers. We Tigers on this podcast, Patty C. That's right. Uh, they were a huge letdown for me. Yeah, I thought this team with the way their schedule broke, I was like, this team can go fucking ten and two or nine and three. They went six and six, and they're very fortunate at that six and six. And they opened the gate with an ass whooping up uh, against uh, Wyoming. I know it's a six point loss, but I'm saying Wyoming ran their right down their throat. Yeah, for most of the game. Barry Odom, supposedly a fucking great guy. Um, you know, I think obviously things uh, didn't break his way. But when I say they didn't break his way, I, I mean he lost to Vanderbilt this year. So. Yeah, maybe just not that great. Great of a coach His best overall. Best win is is West Virginia, but that was Neil Brown in game. Maybe not two. that great of a head coach. Yeah. I think he is a very da- a damn good defensive coordinator. But you said his best one was West Virginia. Yeah, they whipped their ass. Well, West Virginia still had a losing record, so maybe it's not their best. Yeah, what's the fuck is their best win? And West Virginia was overhauling the fucking. This is what I mean, though. Is they just made a bowl game without beating a winning record. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't play in the bowl game because of infractions. But I'm saying, is when I make fun of the scheduling of the SEC, I'm like, this. They just went. They don't have any wins against a winning team. Really? Look, West Virginia was five and seven. Yeah. Southeast Missouri is an FCS team, so that doesn't count, and they're probably yeah. horrible as an FCS team if I was to research them. Yeah. South Carolina went four and eight. Troy, what did Troy do this year? Did they, Troy might have had a winning record. No, five and seven. Uh, Ole Miss was five four and, and eight. Four and eight. Uh, then you go further down the line. They beat Arkansas who two and 10. Yeah. So they won six games. The, that's what I mean though. Fucking terrible. When you play an eight game conference schedule, you can get away Yeah. with literally beating no one with a winning record and making a bowl game. And just running through a yeah. soft as fucking butter, uh non-conference schedule. They were a huge letdown to me. They're probably my biggest disappointment in the sec East now, who more so they, than South Carolina to me. Who did they hire as their, they hired uh Eli Drinkowitz. That's right. Coming over from uh, App State, then um, he NC was State, only there uh, Boise one year. 
at App State, one year as a head coach in yeah. his entire career. That's what I call. Look, you, there's one. It's one thing. It's that, called a whore. That's a whore. That is a whore. That's a fucking uh, back. Not backstabbing, but a fucking. Send his ass seaworthy. That's yeah. what I say. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we're talking about here. This is a college experience. Yes. Um, but it, no, it's a risky. It's a risky uh, thing that Missouri has done there. You you want to get a guy with a track record of success as a head coach if you're a Power Five program. Yeah. What are you doing? You. I mean, there, there's one thing to take a risk, but when the coach prior to Drinkowitz had built the program and. Yeah. And you know, Drinkwitz just comes in and fucking drives the 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 Cadillac well. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's going to build your program into a fucking Cadillac. You know? I, I mean I think it could work out. It could not. I know that people held him in high regard. He was at Boise uh prior to uh to, to NC State. Yeah, he, he went seems, to NC State. He seems like a decent like offensive coach. Um but yeah, I think it's a risky move. But they were a huge letdown to me. And another huge letdown, Patty C, but like I said, I Thought Missouri let me down more than South Carolina, but the Gamecocks went four and eight. How how much longer is his leash there? It's got to be a make or break year from this year, right? Yeah, you would think. Must champ. This has got to be. About. This has got to be. And and I just want to just take a gander at their 2020 schedule because I mean they they lost to App State, they lost to North Carolina, they they just weren't very good. 2020, they get the Pirates of East Carolina. That's a loss because we already told you they lost to App State, North Carolina, and East Carolina is the best, you know, school in North <laughs> Carolina. So <clears throat> they can make a bowl game here. They got Wofford, damn, but they do draw. They do draw at LSU and home to A and M from the West. There's no favors there. Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, and Wofford. Staying in the Carolinas. Um, Wait, who's the fourth? Oh, Clemson. Okay. Clemson. Yeah. Uh, their entire non-conference schedule is within the Carolinas. Uh, three, I'm sorry to tell you, Colby, still shit teams, and then one fucking obviously <laughs> national championship contender. That'll get you three wins on your uh, schedule, South Carolina. All you got to do is come up with three more. Vandy's probably one of them. I still don't think this team is bowling next year. Um, you know that. And uh, Wilmot's champ is probably going to find himself. Without a job, you know Mike Houston was the head coach of a uh, a team in called the Citadel, I believe. Where is he at the Citadel prior to JMU? Right? I think so. I think that's right. And they went into South Carolina and won. Boom. So why can't ECU on Saturday, September twelfth, go back into Columbia once again? So they were a huge letdown, obviously, right? Uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I didn't have huge expectations, but they 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 even failed to meet my expectations. So okay, and then we move along to Vandy to close out the SEC East. Vandy, uh, they went three and nine. Derek Mason still the head coach. They lost to UNLV by twenty four points. So I'm going to say just off of that game, they underachieved to me because UNLV was atrocious last year. UNLV, Vandy, they lost to UNLV. Yeah, that's... In, in in Nashville by 24 points. I'm looking 34 to 10. UNLV was not good. Three and nine. I'm surprised they got to three wins. They beat NIU. They beat <laughs> Missouri. That alone probably got fucking Barry yeah. Odom fired. And then they uh, crushed East Tennessee State. Uh, really challenging themselves in the non-conference, which... To their credit, you know, fuck challenging yourself when you're playing. Moving forward, you, you Georgia think Georgia and LSU. You, you mentioned, uh, if he has another three and nine season, you think he's going to be on that hot seat? 
Mason. Yeah. Yeah. You got to figure if you're, if you're Vandy, you just don't accept losing seasons. Maybe they can get James Franklin back. If uh, he gets canned. <laughs> yes. SEC would own that too. Even Vandy an academic institution. Patty. C. Oh man. Vandy. I mean, the SEC would fucking love that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Before we do the SEC West and get out of here, I want to say that uh, the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by ACE per head. Ever start ever thought of starting your own sports book, but don't know how well ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines up to date to the second and wagers graded immediately. They also have top notch customer support 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. Get started today. I'm stuttering over here. And Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Whoo! That's a read right there. That was impressive. Nicely done. That's a read. And was- you bought me enough time to get a little more ice for this lovely drink. There you go, buddy. Uh, okay. Before we get the fuck out of here, we're going to go to the national champion. Eddie O, obviously they overachieved. 15 and 0. With the actual a really impressive at a conference schedule. Even though Utah State was not the same Utah State, they still met, still were a bowl team. Uh and that Texas and even Georgia Southern, the Golden War Eagles. Um I was impressed with yeah, that. Yeah, LSU had a magic season. And you got to wonder. Let me just pull up. I just want to take a gander at 2020 cuz they're losing the they're losing the passing coordinator now. They're losing Burrow. Next Boom. next year, next year there, UTSA. Jeez, why is UTSA on their schedule? I looked at the 2020 schedule. They look like they're going to probably uh, that that game in the swamp yeah. is going to be tough, especially if they can't come up with a new quarterback. I don't know what their backups like. I don't think I saw them yet. Well, they get the Eric King. I mean, they're easy. I mean, the Texas game is still huge. Texas could win that game. Giving getting them in Baton Rouge though. But Ellinger is going to be a senior, right? Yeah, I believe that's right. So that should help. Man, that'd be a huge upset for Texas if they could do that right off the bat. Yeah, that could fucking springboard Texas to a great season. But if they much get, like it, it did LSU, if this they get year. if they get past Texas, they're going to be guaranteed five and zero, right? Yeah, because although last year they played Utah State and Georgia Southern, well this year they did the opposite and scheduled UTSA and Rice. The fuck is that? Um, UTSA, and Nichols, yeah. UTSA rice and Nichols are three of their four non-conference games. And you just won. You just dominated the whole fucking city. Fuck it. I, I, I hate the L I hate the sec. I hate the SEC. I'm going to say, it. I hate the fuck you sec. Congrats uh, on being great. Fuck you. Then they're at Florida. Uh, they do have back-to-back away games, but the second away game is at Arkansas, which is pretty much a bye week. Yeah. Um, Actually, they have back-to-back away games twice, so maybe that's why they went light on the uh, at a conference. They still get their scheduling. They, they they get second in the pecking order in a yeah non-con or in conference scheduling. Alabama still is never really challenged in the same way that you know any yeah. other team is. So obviously, fifteen and zero, they overachieve. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if, if what they do at the quarterback position. Um, Depending on what they do there you're going to expect them to come down to earth again. I mean, tech between Texas at Florida hosting Alabama at Auburn and even at a and M. Yeah. I see at least two losses. There. Yeah. I think it's going to happen too. They're, they're due. They're due for yeah. it. Uh, moving down the line. Uh, who's second place. Bama. 
Let's go to Alabama. Um, 11 and two. Yeah. Let down year, right? They set themselves such a, such a high bar. Well, two. Yeah. Anytime a fucking 11 win seasons, a big letdown. You have, I heard a stat. I'll say it's, it's it, because of their scheduling. It's a yeah, letdown. Oh, certainly. Yeah. yeah. They, they only had two hard games, a complete dog yeah. shit schedule in 20. It's something they should be embarrassed about. Um, is it much better this time around? No, it's not. Uh, Wait, let me, let me, let me look at this year's. Uh, am I going to vomit? Am I going to vomit? A down USC team, which, you know, in I guess Texas. to an extent they can't really control yet. I mean, it's better than Duke. It's better than playing Duke. Certainly better yeah. than Duke, you know. Um, but, you know, with a coach that's coming into this season on it, as scorching hot a seat as you can possibly be on, um, this, he may get fired after, <laughs> after <laughs> week, week one. one. Uh, the rest of their non-conference schedule consists of Georgia State, Kent State, and UT Martin. Fuck you, Alabama. Yeah. You're pussies as well. They do get Georgia though from the East. Finally, finally in Tuscaloosa, uh, draw someone cross division. That's difficult. Whereas Michigan plays Wisconsin pretty much every fucking year, despite not being uh, a protected rival annual rival. They just play three teams across the conference, across division every year. Uh, Alabama play or SEC plays one locked and then one uh, rotating game per year cross division, which means they play Georgia once every uh, twenty years. I feel like yeah, once every <laughs> once every seven years, and they go to Georgia on average once every fourteen years. So yeah. silly, silly, <laughs> but Just stupid. You're not even in the same conference at that point. Why are you? What honestly, you probably play your random non-conference teams more than you played the teams in your conference. Um, either way uh, versus USC credit to Alabama. A lot of other teams would be giving credit for playing this game. It's just because Alabama is so much better than uh, USC. I mean, that, well, it still counts as a good schedule. They did yeah, that shit nice five team. years ago. They, how the fuck are they supposed to know they're going to be that yeah. bad? Uh, either way, I still say, uh, I think they beat Georgia. We, we need to see what Mac Jones will do assuming he wins the starting job. Derek King could go to fucking Alabama too. That's true. That's um, true. Uh, if Mac Jones has kind of the same numbers that he was able to do, cause he didn't ever play a bad game. He's been a good quarterback. Yeah, no, I was impressed with him actually. Yeah. Um, then, uh, then I expect him to beat Georgia at Ole Miss. The, this will be fun to see uh Kiffin on the sidelines against Saban, but they're going to kick their ass. Um, Mississippi State, they're going to win at Tennessee. That that at actually could sneak up on them. I yeah, Tennessee. And, and if if Mike Leach, if Mike won Leach, not in year one, you think? Not in year one, but you know what? If anyone could do it, if anyone's scheme is built to give people fits right off the fucking bat, it's it's Leach, and and only going to get worse. So appreciate the advantage you have on Mississippi State while you have it, because it's not going to last for very long. Um, the bye week as usual, going into the LSU game this time in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Hell of a fucking game. Yeah. Loving that. Loving that. Um, I think they, they kind of underachieved, I guess by a tiny hair just because the schedule was so light. Yeah. But, uh, obviously next year they should be contenders again. Yeah. I mean, they're going to win 10 games minimum in the regular season. Uh, probably 11. And then, and then we move over to the Auburn Tigers. 
Mm-hmm. Look, Auburn, even though, look, I look at their schedule and I say nine and four, they, they still overachieved to me. Cause when I watch that team, I don't think they're very good. <laughs> the fact they beat Oregon and a and M in, in college station when they couldn't pass the ball and Alabama, yeah, they were they, not a very good passing team. And like there was a big handicap when they had an awesome defensive line. They got smashed by Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, it was great. It was a good game, but Minnesota seemed like the, the significantly better team to me. Well, I remember why. I mean, I just watched Auburn at different points of the year, even the Oregon game. I was like, this team's not that good, but they still find a way to make it happen. That's why I blame Cristobal on, on, on coaching was I was, yeah. I felt like Oregon was or definitely the maybe better you team. need to give Malzahn a little credit. Well, clearly that's my point. I'm saying right now, it's like he, he overcoached to me. Like in this, like when you look at the roster, he overachieved. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm going to say that, that, well, he's a hell of a coach. Yeah. And, and he almost got fired probably. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to give that one. A, do you agree with that? I think he, he performed uh, about where I would expect Auburn to perform on the year with the freshman quarterback. Mm, I think he overperformed based on that. Yeah. When you look at their wins, I mean, winning, but when you think of Auburn's talent level, like Auburn is what Clemson was a few years ago. Auburn is probably on like the probably honestly on like the Texas level. They're, they're a top 10 recruiting school. Yeah. Like the, the fact that they're kind of buried down the totem pole of the sec West makes you think of them as like a nine or uh, nine win team, eight, nine win team. But no, this is a team that based on talent in any other division would probably be an 11 win team every year. Um, so for them to get to nine, even with, even with a freshman quarterback is about where I would have expected them. Right. And then we move along to the, uh, Aggies of a and M, which I think we're, it's, it feeds great with our podcast. Cause we have a theme that they did exactly what I thought they would do. <laughs> and this will continue. Yes. Forever and ever. Perpetuity. And ever. Yes. Yes. They went eight and five, which was a Kevin Sumlin did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, First off, they didn't have a regular season win against anyone good. Is that right? Let's take a look. Here. They have they didn't beat one team with a winning record in the regular season. Wow. Once again, proves my point. <laughs> SEC really showing showing their power. I mean, they lost fifty to seven to LSU. Yeah. This is AM. This is supposed to be the third or fourth best team in the sec West, the most powerful, but cup. I mean, $75 million to me is a waste because Kevin Sumlin was doing this already. Yeah. And I'm not saying someone's amazing. I'm just saying, I do think if I, if I've heard correctly that A&M is recruiting well. And the thing about, you know, on the flip side of like where a Mike Leach can take uh, a fucking Pinto coupe and turn it into a Cadillac, yeah. you know, uh, it's tough for a spread offense to go from Cadillac to Lamborghini. Whereas Jimbo Fisher might, his structure at least is built for Lamborghini. That's what he turned Florida state into, you know, obviously the competition is way stiffer in the sec West than it was in the, because people don't remember that Clemson was down. Yeah. Clemson, the ACC was Miami was down. Virginia tech was down. It was easy pickings while he was there at Florida state. Um, Either way, I still think he's, he's, building the roster in a way that if, if somehow he can get enough talent in there, then they could start to actually compete in games with the likes of Alabama and LSU. Um, They're going to go eight and four or seven and five next year. I think so. I think so too. They're just not there yet. And I don't know if they're ever going to get there. It's seen if for some reason, A&M 
is little brotherish, you know. I hate to say that to you A and M fans out there because I think you guys have a, a cool fucking fan base, but uh, you guys just got to figure out how to win the big games, you know. Yeah, just go out there and do it. So I'm gonna say they did exactly what we thought here. I mean, I don't know that this is a overachiever or underachieve. I'm just gonna say they did what I thought they would do. Went back when they hired him. Yeah, <laughs> when people shit on us for saying how how could you say that? All right. Um. And then we move down to the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. Yes, my new SEC favorite school. Uh, they went six and six. Obviously, they somewhat underachieved this past year, six and seven technically. Um, but our our friend of the friend of the podcast, Mike One Leach, is coming to town. Patty C. Let's talk about this for a bit. <laughs> what do you What do you expect? Don't don't overhype the guy. You know, we love him. He's a great man. I'm um, gonna say. But let's let's have an honest appraisal of what we expect out of this. They're going he's gonna make him a he's gonna give him to a bowl in this first year. Okay. I see seven wins. Maybe eight. Let me take a peek at this schedule. Right? Oh, New yeah. Mexico, I think he can beat NC State week two. That's a fifty fifty a little bit, but I think he can. Yeah. You gotta go to Arkansas Raleigh. win. Yep. Tulane win, but dangerous. Yeah. Four. No, <laughs> then <laughs> I actually think the the A and M game is winnable in Starkville. Certainly. But let's talk about this four game stretch and let's, let's see if Alabama has once faced this level of uh, well, my problem with the sec is they, they, they cater to their, uh, their teams with the best chance of making the championship because obviously it's best for their brand as a whole. But the problem with that is every team that isn't the fucking top uh, brand in the conference is a fucking complete bitch for putting themselves at a competitive disadvantage to one of their own rivals. What? what Fuck you, what man. What Patty C is talking about here is this is their three game stretch. They have a four game stretch. Technically, I understand it. It's, but, it probably helps them, but but you would, you will never see the, the compliment. The, what we're calling out here is you will never see Alabama or LSU or or Florida or Georgia really go through a gauntlet of these four games. They always do this to Vanderbilt. They always do this to Mississippi state, Kentucky, Kentucky. South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, they play Texas A&M in Starkville. Then they play at Alabama. Then they play at LSU. Then they play home to Auburn. Yeah. Is there any chance that a team gets through that unscathed? That stretch zero, none, no team in the history of all of football could get through that unscathed. So they're basically telling Mississippi state, we're not, we're actively making sure that, you know, because you, you it never come up. Yeah. Right. Or, or it just happens that we, we, I don't know if it, it must happen from a schedule stand. I don't think they would probably intentionally fuck Mississippi state, but, but no, but it happens before I saw like Vandy a few years ago had like three away games in a row. Yes. Right. I just game. think that yeah. they, they, they don't account for Mississippi state schedule. And however it comes out, that'll be to the benefit of the likes of LSU or Florida to, or Georgia. To, to, or give Alabama. You, to give you an idea, I'm, I have Alabama schedule and the hardest stretch they have is the, the, it's the final two weeks of the season. And that is home to a and M home to Auburn. Right. So they at least get both games home. They don't have a stretch. They, that is really challenging. They have, they do have one stretch of back-to-back away games. That's at Ole Miss and at Arkansas. Right. Two losing teams. How convenient. Yeah. Um, 2019. We've already done this, but uh, Alabama's most difficult stretch in 2019 was, what would you say? Uh, hosting LSU, then going to a losing Mississippi state. Yeah. That's probably, that's ridiculous. Isn't it? That's, yeah. Like, compared to the, how tough these schedules are. 
just silly. It's this just year silly. was the biggest cakewalk schedule I've ever seen. And so <sighs> no one's going to do but, anything well, about I, it. I, I think Leeds come in six, six, anywhere between six and eight. Here what? I hope so. Uh, I think I just think right off the bat, he's going to give the likes of A&M, the likes of Auburn uh, a little more than they're ready for. And then obviously he's a couple years away from maybe being able to come up and bite an Alabama or an LSU, I think probably, but it's not far he away. Draws Missouri and Kentucky from the East. That's, that's, a, that's good. That's beneficial. Yeah. He, he, he could go bowling year one. I think he's gonna, let's do it, Mike. Let's do it. Mike one leech. Okay. Let's get to the lane, the lane train. All right. Joseph one freshwater. I'm not as big as uh, I know I've listened to some other podcasts. I thought this was a great hire. I don't think it was a great hire. Yeah. Um, this is a fun hire. Yeah. And that's what LSU. I mean, that's what uh, Ole Miss is all about. Hotty toddy, party hardy, you know, have a good time on the Grove. But if we win or lose, it's still a fucking party. And that's always the way it is. They play Baylor week one, which in, in Houston, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess how much is, how much is Lane Kiffin going to get laid at Ole Miss? <laughs> a lot. Probably he's going to have, if he wins so <laughs> many fucking hot job win or lose. I think yeah. he's just, he's yeah. the head coach. That's what they do. He's four. He, they went four and eight last year. They completely uh, under. I even thought. Well, actually, I think they were one of my locks to go on the under. So I shouldn't t- say that. So they they did what I thought they would do. You want to crown them? Crown them. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Um, next year, though, I, when I look at Lane Train's schedule, I see. Uh, I know we're probably going to dive way more into this in June. Um. I see. Uh, what? Uh, maybe they beat Baylor. No, I don't think they beat Baylor. Right. Probably not. Um, depends on who Baylor hires. Uh, it could be a decent game in Houston though. You got kind of got yeah, a favorite like, Baylor. You got UConn on the schedule. Uh, Here you go. Ole Miss with a stretch of Auburn at LSU and Alabama. See, yeah. they do it again, man. With the one week break they before going to Florida, the one week break do it being again. Vanderbilt. They do it again to the, the the bottom tier. It gets the worst. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going bowling year one. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, that's really, really tough. When you're drawing Baylor out of conference, you're drawing Florida cross division. Even the Georgia Southern game's a little sneaky late in late in November. Yeah. Good luck, Lane. I don't I don't know that you're ever going bowling in the SEC West. But you'll get laid a lot and it'll be a <laughs> lot of fun. And you'll you'll have some fun fun ass press conferences and you'll be a smart ass and on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. It's and, great. And then last but not least, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Two and ten season. They go out and they hire Georgia's O line coach, and uh, look. So with the new coaches, I project the future more than we do with the other schools. Yeah, because I can't say that the coach let them down. It's a brand new situation here. But I'll tell you this: they play at Notre Dame <laughs> at a conference. That's not good for business. Yeah. Let me say this about this hire for Arkansas. Interesting, because you know they were considering Leach. I think Leach. Leach would have been much you know, much more. Stable, I think. Sure. But here, here's here's what it is to me. Okay. When they brought in um homie from uh Wisconsin. Bielma. Bielma. Currently with the New England right? Patriots. Yeah. They he got them banging with Alabama physically. Yeah. You know? And so I think Arkansas has to acknowledge and has acknowledged to themselves that they're not going to get the level of skill position talent to to be able to, to fuck with that game, to, yeah. and fuck with most of the teams in that division. 
But if you can put together the type of team and, and create the type of culture that, uh, you know, a bunch of fucking hogs, you know, go back to the 1980s Redskins and, yeah. you know, and, and that be a bunch of big nasties, then yeah, maybe you start banging with these teams and then you, you, you get a quarterback that can do some play action and fuck it. All of a sudden you're winning games that you should. I got this team winning three games on the schedule. You look at the schedule. <laughs> Let me see. At and, I, Notre Dame. and I'm giving them the Nevada one, which Nevada is actually somewhat decent. Yeah. That's not a gimme. Especially because it's the coach's first game. Yeah. But I would think I I I'm, I'm, I think they're going to beat Nevada. They'll beat Charleston Southern, and they'll beat ULM. Yeah. Maybe you throw in. They don't get Vandy or anything. They get Ole Miss. Maybe at they home. get Ole Miss. Yeah. yeah. I think they lose at Missouri. They're probably winning three or four games. They could they could get Mississippi State if Leach if Leach is if there's too much transition there. But it's I feel at like Mississippi State though. That's true, and I feel like uh, between. Um, the fucks Mullen and then Moorhead passing is part yeah. of the culture of Mississippi state at this point. So if the Eric King goes to Mississippi state, then you have a fucking interesting situation in year one. Hey, Holgerson and Leach. We used to work together. Maybe he's throwing him a bone. Hey, that would I, be I highly doubt it. But yeah. I'm sure if uh Holgerson would have had any say in the matter, he'd yeah, still be like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. There's the SEC West. We've done it. We've done it. We've accomplished. We're still talking football in after after the season. Boom. First week after the season. First episode after the national championship. It was and, a great year. Yeah. Another good year. We got the XFL coming up. We got college basketball coming out your ass every night. Coming at you. We release a spreadsheet on sportsgamblingpodcast.com every day. Let me take a second to throw my dick in the air. Oh. And say I had my first and potentially the podcast's first. Correct me if I'm wrong. Undefeated day of picks, eleven and zero yesterday. That's a, that's incredible. Yeah, I wish that's I had incredible. parlayed those motherfuckers. I'd be a millionaire right now. You really would be <laughs> eleven and zero. That's fucking unbelievable, dude. <laughs> we're coming back January. We're all getting. Look at our records. Like if yeah. you if you want to, someone out there, we'll get our intern to do a little bar graph for us here. Yeah. And show the uh, win percentage as time no, passes. A lot better. We're in, getting better. Yeah. Um, also, like I said, we're going to be going uh, to our, our our own feed. We won't be on the network. And what I'm going to do then is I'm going to ask all of our listeners a great favor and that they give us a, a good iTunes review then. But if you want to do it now, go ahead. But I mean, we don't have uh, on the network. We're not going to re- not take good comments, but I'm going to ask each and every one that I've ever sent a shirt to or just ever met up with, bought them a beer, drank a beer. You ever giggled at the episode, right? I want you like to that. fucking... Give us an iTunes review once once the new feed is up, and I will let you know when that is up. But thank you guys. This is the college experience for your first time listener. He is uh, he's Patty C. I'm I am Colby Dant. So I'll say this: Sports Scaling Podcast Network is available on iTunes. If you do want to leave us a comment, but we are on Twitter at the SGP Network. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight three one. NC Nick, who submits college basketball picks with us daily, is on Twitter at NC underscore Nick. I am on Twitter at the Colby D. This is the college experience. Patty C. Do you want to talk about anything else? Will your Wahoos beat a ranked Florida state tomorrow? I don't, I don't think so. Um, Look, JMU is going to reload. We're going to be back next year. We're going to fuck North Dakota state up their ass. And look, I thought all their fans were these nice, humble Northerners. They're a bunch of cocky assholes. We're coming for you. (laughs) North Dakota state. Uh, We're coming. They open at Oregon. 
I hope they win. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Uh, this is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.